Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The Telegraph. The Telegraph. Podcasts. Cupcakes and Cosmos at the Ready, this week marks the 20th anniversary of Sex and the City. On June 6, 1998, HBO introduced the world to Carrie, Samantha, Charlotte, and Miranda, and a few other household names like Manolo, Blahnik, and Christian Louboutin. I'm Emily Cronin, and this is Fashion Unzipped. Thanks for listening. With me in the studio are Charlie Gowans Eglinton. Hi. And Victoria Moss. Hiya. And today we have a special guest, Laura Jackson. Hello. So you guys probably already follow Laura on Instagram, but just in case, she's a multi-talented TV presenter, supper club host, cookbook author, and lifestyle entrepreneur, as well as joining us on Fashion Unzipped. She's also a host on BBC One comedy quiz show, Ready or Not. Oh, and last week, her second homeware collection for Habitat, co-created with Alice Levine, sold out in three hours, which made me very angry because I didn't get to get any splatter-painted platters. So congratulations, I guess. Thank you. Welcome to the episode. Did you watch Sex and the City? I did, and I do watch the reruns. I'm sorry, I know. <laughs> I feel terrible saying that out loud, but I'm a really big fan. And it's I actually have them downloaded onto my computer, so if I'm somewhere that I haven't got the internet or I'm bored, I do just put them on. And I kind of hate her in uh, a few of the series, but I don't know, it's kind of a love-hate relationship with her. Yeah, the early ones are the best, though. Before early it goes, the, best. the early ones, oh, I actually watched one the other day. Yeah. Well, in the name of research, today series I rewatched two. series one, episode one. Series three is when she becomes really infuriated. Yeah. Three yeah. to five, you kind of think, can I punch you in the face? Yeah. I think it's as we get older as well, you start yeah. to look back and you're like, ooh, shitty thing to do. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, also, you know, no one's that stupid. Like, yeah. she's supposed to be sort of 35 plus. Also, she straightened her hair, and I just lost all interest for a while. No, wasn't that? That's quite a personal Mm. niche. I think so. I think so. (laughs) She became really narcissistic, and I think that whenever anybody else had a problem, it would be like, oh, well, I've got a bigger problem, or I've been to a bigger city, or I've been to a better restaurant. And sometimes I was like, shut up, Carrie. It's not just about you. The good and bad thing is that you can relate, but also there may be qualities you don't want to relate to. So when she does something, you're a bit like, "Mm, maybe I do that, but like you shouldn't do that, and it's terrible. And it kind of shows us a little bit of ourselves that 
maybe we didn't want to see. It's true. And and I think the way that you experience it evolves as you watched as well, because I mean, I remember like coming home from nights out at uni and watching it as like a sobering up device, right? Mm-hmm. And and thinking that certain things were great, which now when I watched, I'm like, oh, you're terrible. It is a time capsule and the show is now officially vintage. I mean, the first episode ever features the immortal line when Samantha sees Mr. Big across the club. You see that guy? He's the next Donald Trump, except he's younger and much better looking. Oh. Like it's <laughs> sex in the city predicted the Trump presidency, you guys. I've gone off it now. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> the outfits are still strong, though. They do. Yeah, it, it really holds. And I think that was the big thing of it. It was the first really fashion, like mainstream fashion show. Certainly in this country, they've been ab fab, which was kind of a big pastiche, slightly mm-hmm. taking the piss out of fashion. And Sex and City was the first big show that really used fashion and exploited it and made it math. And taught us how to pronounce designer names. Yeah. We don't even have that now, I don't think. No. Um, Gossip Girl, American, and not that recent. I can't really name any strong yeah, TV fashion presence. Yeah. But now we've got Instagram and we've got Street Style and we didn't have it then. You know, you just had the catwalks and you had the glossy magazines. You didn't have... Yeah. blogs or anyone kind of relating to you what was new and what was cool no influences then hey <laughs> <laughs> did any of you ever would you ever own up to dressing like a sex and city character um i don't think anybody wants to be i'm, I'm, I'm actually speaking up turn around no, no one wants to be no. <laughs> <laughs> nobody wants to be either one of them in full in the full capacity yeah. i mean they're a all mixture. yeah like sometimes charlotte i'm like oh like, stop being Kate Middleton. A Before bit, Kate yeah. Middleton, she Before. was the precursor. Maybe that's who's on the mood board. I did buy Manolo Blahniks for my wedding shoes. Though. The blue so, ones? The same ones? I did, I did. I hate myself for it. I, I kind of love that. I know. I'm sorry, I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. Those shoes are such bestsellers, and, and, and they're Nothing wrong gorgeous. Nothing Manolo ever. They've endured for 30 years. Don't give them that credit. No, do you know what? And I bought them because I loved them. You'd have them. bought them anyway. I would have bought them anyway. Carry who? <laughs> What would Charlotte York be doing today? She'd just be have so much Botox and... Just be running around the park. Yeah, in the park. She'd be running all the time, yes. Yeah. She might have grey gardens, you don't know. She might have just gone really off-grid. I felt like that was always a possibility with, with her. No, Carrie, maybe. No, but Charlotte, because she, you know, broke up with Trey. She met Harry. She just became oh, yeah, a bit Harry. of a happier person. I don't know. She might be out in the Hamptons, you know, no makeup. Like teaching yoga in Montauk. Mm-hmm. I do think Carrie could have, you know, moved to Marfa or something like that and taken up with a character from I Love Dick. I feel like she might have moved to L.A. I feel the like former Pilates. That's true. Editor of Heat magazine. Oh, God. <laughs> the gossip column. She's not getting $4 a word at Vogue anymore, that's for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I do think that this is one of the biggest shows in terms of, like, influencing your fashion choices and and even subconsciously some, some ambitions in the way that we, we expected things to be. Like, yeah. what other shows come close? I think the fact that they were very independent and actually Steve worked in a bar and Miranda was the power woman and she earned the money. And I think that actually, when you look back, there wasn't very many TV shows that had characters that portrayed that power independent woman. All that kind of just pure commerce of shopping. Because in Friends, no one went shopping really. Like, what's her face? Rachel would go to Bloomingdale's and buy like stuff and it was all very gap and very sweet and very nice but it oh was... actually phoebe did have that phase of going to pottery barn do you remember that oh yeah mm, yes. yeah but not fashion mm. they <laughs> no, made fashion, fashion such a conscious thing like women go and buy fashion with their own money and it's expensive and they don't care 
Yeah, buy shoes, not pay rent. Buy, yeah. It was a slightly unrealistic... Um, slightly. <laughs> it was an incredibly unrealistic expectation that I then had. Yeah, well, that I, you could just buy Manolo Blahniks you know, and not eat and that would be fine. Not once I started interning, but I'm still there. I'm still like, the next job, I'm going to be able to afford Manolo's monthly. And then <laughs> it doesn't happen, I'm afraid. The sample sales aren't that <laughs> good, the Charlie. The prices went up. The prices went up. They did. Back in 1998, we could have all probably bought Manolo's. There's still people having photographs on yeah, the steps. There's still people doing the Sex and the City tour. They must make a fortune still. <laughs> and actually, do you know what? I would do it still. <laughs> And the films didn't taint it for you? Um, no, because I didn't take that on board. I think that the TV series was one part of Sex and the City and the films were another. So actually, I'm just kind of I'm more fixated on the TV series. Sorry. Well, no, that's a good choice. Yes. Yeah, because no, the films yeah. are appalling. The, especially number two, which just got into a whole world of... Mm. Subtle racism. Oh, is that where they go to Mexico? And no, no. that's the Morocco. first. I don't. The, they all blend. The second to me. one, Dubai, I think, in Abu Dhabi, yeah. and it's really Abu Dhabi. I, it's off. Do you know? I've only yeah. seen that in like a room where I go to get my bikini waxes, which I think says everything. Well, the first half was like you were kind of like, was this, is the tourism board paying for this? Like mm. Abu Dhabi paying? And then you get to the end, and you're like, oh, they're obviously not paying. They're not going to be very happy if they are, because. <laughs> but I think with the fashion thing, going back is at the beginning all of the stuff was kind of found in flea markets and vintage shops. So yes, like fashion was a really big part of it, but they were being very thrifty. And then as it time kind of got on, it became quite contrived. Yeah. And I think towards the end of it in the films, it's all very stylized and it's all very what designers are giving free stuff. Whereas yeah. before it was Patricia Field going out and finding different bits yeah. and pieces and putting it together really well and working with the girls. And I think that I really liked that honesty at the beginning yeah and you at the felt end, like you could achieve that as well you felt like if you rummaged enough in oxfam in the high yeah. street you could do her look you could get a vintage fur jacket and a stripy skirt and mm. you'd be a naked dress anyone can do a naked dress but she, patricia field actually Ooh. sourced that tutu that was like yeah. five dollars mm. or whatever mm. you know in some second hand but, but apparently it was the fendi bag that um was a real turning point for them that they had got a second hand fendi bag and fendi saw it and they were like oh hey, we could do some product placement this. here. Yeah. And then that's they started sending stuff and then other people started sending um, stuff. So apparently that was kind of a bit of a snowball. Yeah. Hi, Fendi. Love you, bags. <laughs> <laughs> Back in fashion land, thank you, Gucci, for bringing us Harry Styles deep in thought while holding a chicken. The singer has worn Gucci on stage and the fashion house just made the relationship official by casting Styles in its new tailoring campaign. The images, shot by Glenn Lutchford in and around a North London fish and chip shop, feature Styles looking contemplative in three-piece suits with his pet dogs and at least one chicken. Two chickens, I'm reliably informed now. This is just the latest in a long line of viral Gucci campaigns, which have included others featuring swamp creatures and mermaids, but none of them quite match Harry's boyish charm while he, you know, clutched that chicken. They have been absolutely smashing it. Actually, my best friend is a set designer and she works with Petra Collins and she did the set design when they were in the baths in Budapest, the eyewear campaign, oh, with wow. quite a lot of the old, older gentlemen and the very gorgeous ladies. Yeah, I think they're absolutely killing it. Mm. And there was, there was another one um, a couple seasons ago, maybe, when we were starting to hear all of the allegations about... Um, like sexual misconduct by photographers when Gucci was just like, we're going to use an illustrator, guys. <laughs> like here, we've we've got these pic pictures of models. We're going to turn them into mermaids. And 
Add some UFOs. One, do you remember they did one in um, that really beautiful big house and it was kind of a one Chatsworth. take. Yes. Chats, that yes, was yes. absolutely gorgeous. They are really doing the best campaigns right now, like yeah. the ones that we can talk about and the, and the tell stories. Why, serious question, ladies, why are all perfume ads so terrible? Oh, because um, you can't describe a smell. Yeah. With do you a, not, with a, do you not feel it's it too down open. Streets? It's do you too not open. Pluck cherry blossom from trees. Do you Is not know your real up from <laughs> a well-known New York brand? The advert is still going. I feel like ethereal must always be like the main word on the mood yeah. board, right? Ethereal. Can we go ethereal, guys? You, yeah, you can't describe a smell, but I'm sorry. Like we're putting Harry in a shop with a chicken. Like, anything is possible. You get the right creative team on board. I'm sorry. There's so much money in perfume. You're basically selling smelly water. How? how and we, we are buying smelly and water. And we are buying smelly water. That is making all of the money for all these brands. No, it's true. I mean, I think, like, with a, with a fashion campaign or an accessories campaign, you know, there's at You've least... some stuff to help you out. Right. Like, it. you can at least see it and it think, oh, that. I like those sunglasses. But if it's a fragrance, like, there's nothing worse than anything to do with fragrance that actually like lists ingredients and top notes. And but then by the same token, rubbish clothes can ruin a picture. Whereas mm. if the perfume is rubbish, that's not to stop you from taking a really nice campaign image because yeah. you can't smell it. So you could just do something beautiful. Show me like a, you know, French woman in a slightly unbuttoned blouse looking a bit sexy. And I'll be like, yeah, that looks like me. No, in my wildest <laughs> dreams. <laughs> you buy this perfume. <laughs> just hanging out in Cannes, no? Yeah, but most perfumes are from brands that do ready-to-wear and sunglasses and accessories. So surely put the model in the glasses and the accessories, You would, you would no? think so, but it, a lot of them are from different arms or there's licensing involved and and it's like very, very separate. Mm. So um, they're always barefoot. That seems to be a rule. The Paco Rabanne is the worst one. The click. Do you know that which one I mean? <laughs> oh, my God, it kills me every time. I'm like, we get it. You can click on time. <laughs> but yeah, Harry Styles and Gucci, guys. What do we think? Is it going to sell some clothes? He's so gorgeous. He's he really, really fun to look at. He's really handsome. I just think that's fine. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure there's a massive crossover between um, One Direction fans, whatever we call them all, Directioners. Does anybody who buys his music buy Gucci clothes? He's, he sings on his own now. He's actually, I, exactly I really like Victoria. his music. <laughs> He's very good. So if you don't know and you like Gucci, then why is he advertising Gucci? Well, what he I wonder is whether his, T-shirts. whether these campaign shots the are going to appear in women's magazines or men's magazines, because I think that they're much more compelling for women. Oh, I don't think, I, I don't even think they've, I don't think they've segregated the, oh, no, the man no. and the woman. I think it's just a beautiful image. Mm. Harry can't do no wrong and Gucci cannot do any yeah, wrong either. I think it's kind of cool. I, I like it. it. Of all the celebrities they could get, I think. He's well, cool. who should be in the next one? Because they're going to have to keep going. Cardi B. Cardi B. Sorry. Great answer. Cardi B for <gasps> Gucci. 100% buying it. Absolutely love her. Can you imagine? I think she's going to be involved in the Moschino H&M Oh, really? Launch. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, but isn't she very pregnant? Oh, yeah, but that's good. Oh, stuff when you're pregnant. giving birth on set. No, but she's also just Ooh, on Victoria. a music video, like heavily pregnant, and she's like billowing this. She's got this trailing dress on. Yeah, but that's so great. Women can yeah. do things when they're pregnant, like record podcasts. Vic, tell us about your discovery from the weekend. Yes, so on Sunday, I went to see Nick Cave at All Points East in Victoria Park in East London, and he was incredible, and Patty Smith was incredible, and. I've not been to a festival in a while, 
Um, and this one had been run by the people from Coachella. So it was all slightly manicured and very organised. Essentially, it was a very middle-aged, middle-class festival. Um, and everyone there was kind of over 35 at least, which personally I quite loved. And instead of all, you know, because when you go to a festival, you're a bit like, oh, God, it's just going to be 12-year-olds with their bums hanging out of hot pants. But actually, it was all quite chic. And because of Nick Cave and his wife, Susie, there was a lot of kind of Susie lookalikes wearing the vampire's wife. Lots of celebrities were there wearing vampire's wife, which is her dress label, which is essentially sort of midi-length, long, floral printed dresses with high necks and sort of ruffly sleeves. It's a little bit, what did you call it earlier, that was quite funny? Very, like, zombie sister wives. Yeah, I mean, I love it, so I'm, you know, less of the zombie, but it is that slightly sort of prairie-ish... Little House on the Prairie. Little House on the Prairie, Mormon... In gold lame. Yeah. Yeah. But so great, and Kylie wore it, and it was incredible. That was the kind of, like, the cream of the festival dressing, and then all the other women were basically wearing a variation of that in midi dresses which was sort of striped or floral with trainers. Were the trainers clean? Like, were these new trainers for the, um, for the event? I, I wouldn't say clean. I would say somewhere in between. I wouldn't say they were like a box fresh. Okay. And what was the trainer, trainer. of choice? Yeah. Stan Smith, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Still. Probably. Still. So did you happen to fit in with the new festival look? I was wearing a midi skirt. I was. But I was also wearing my night sliders because, you know, I like to pretend that I'm still cool. So essentially, is it just an older festival that we're all going to know? Well, I think that's the thing. Festivals, I think, now are more for older people, especially the way this one was set up. There was a Pizza Express concession there, which was slightly horrifying. Did they have dough balls? I mean, yeah, there was a big queue. I'm sure they did. I would be there. Emily and I were both at Port Elliot one year, and they had a Polpo concession. It was divine. You know, it went straight from oysters and rosé in the oyster and rosé tent, which existed, to the Polpo pop-up. Carrying your magnum of rosé. And, yeah, went to some talks. I think the turning point for festivals were two festivals. Wilderness was a turning point because it was about food. They had a big banquet and music was secondary, actually, to the food. And Port Elliot, where it was about talks and it was more than just going and getting drunk. There was very interesting people there. I once um, went to see... It was mainly children because he was late and he was supposed to do something else, but Stanley Tucci... Uh, read an extract from Shrek, <laughs> Paul Elliot. And, um, I was Rock absolutely roll. determined <laughs> that I would see him, even though it was like all children, but it was the most middle class thing I've ever seen. Was there a Q&A? Because... Did you ask about the Devil Wears Prada? <laughs> there were just lots of children called like Margot. Oh, they and... were called Horatio and Margot. Horatio. Like, and it was like, Margot, sit, sit down. <laughs> And Stanley teaching reading Shrek and just like a dead a dead quiet as well. No hecklers, obviously. So let's say that you wanted to get the ultimate look for festivals in 2018. I mean, I'm personally encouraged that it, it doesn't have to be Coachella style like denim thongs no, as we no. discussed. And I think also the great thing with a, a nice, you know, demure midi dress, especially if you've got a big skirt on it, doubles up as a picnic blanket. And you can wee really easily. Yeah, just bend down. don't do a jumpsuit. Forget it. Not in a portal Oh. It's not enough hand sanitizer to make that okay. It's about the length though. You just don't want to trail on the floor. No, no, no. You, you need to be, to be cropped you need, above the yeah. ankle. You want to be mid. You want to be mid calf. Vampire's wife do have the best dresses. Oh, yeah, so that's the so ultimate. Their dresses. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. I absolutely love them. If I could wear them every day of the week, I would be very poor. I'd be like Carrie. <laughs> I just instead of shoes, I'd buy vampires' wives, and I would not own my house. 
<laughs> They're very pretty. She's very clever, Susie. Yeah. They are gorgeous. Are you going to wear Vampire's Wife to any festivals this summer? Or what are your what are your festival going plans? <laughs> I would actually just really like to wear a tracksuit, an Adidas two-piece, circa old school original Bring vibes. Back. Yeah, keep it chic in a tracksuit. I mean, I am northern. I feel, you know, all these people that go to these festivals now are still dead posh, aren't they? I'm just going to go northern and go in my tracksuit and see what happens. But see, I think that that's, that's the next wave is just like saying this is all too effortful. Who's going to bring a silk midi dress into a muddy field? Like, wear clothes that you're comfortable in. Enjoy the gigs. Stay at home. Watch it on the television. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> I am not a fan of festivals. I'm sorry. And when I tell people that, they are absolutely outraged. But I just, I don't enjoy it. I don't want to queue for my food. I want to have a wee when I want to have a wee. And I want to go to sleep in a bed. Is that too much to ask, guys? Guys? It's really not. It's really not. I no, did. That's why the London Day festivals are good, because you can go home. Yeah. It's like glass to be There's on the no telly's tent. Good. There's mm. no tent involved. I did have a moment, like, I don't know, last week or a couple of weekends ago, where, you know, watching Florence um, play whatever festival was in Swansea um, on TV, like, in... My lovely yoke cotton robe with a cup of lemon and ginger tea thinking, oh, this is so much better than actually being there. Yeah. Imagine going to Burning Man and having sand in your bum for a month. Oh, don't. No, don't. thank you. Burning Man is awful. I mean, you, there's no water there. Like, if you don't show up with your own oh, water tanks, you basically die in there. I think you haven't yeah. lived until you've taken two-year-olds to a festival. Because that's... Ooh. When you, you when you bring your own portaloo, basically, to bring you out of the tent. Didn't you had like a little, you had like a little wheelie thing that you would have to pull through the mud. Yeah, I, I loved it. I, hated I it. honestly brought my own shower to Glastonbury first and last time. I was Good there man. for six days. I never, I, I, honestly, when I when I think about when I think back at that time, I I don't know how I got through it. I mean, I'd love to have had one of those uh, step checkers on my phone because we mm. were in the camping bit really far away oh it's such a schlep it was it's such a schlep everything is so far i just didn't shower for six days no i, I was like 20 it's yeah. fine just wet white you don't oh, smell when you're 20 yeah put on some more perfume yeah <laughs> <laughs> you can't even use wet whites now they're not all not sustainable oh, or whatever God, oh kill. killing me wait till you have a baby you won't care oh listen i'm, I'm, I'm using wet whites i don't even have a baby <laughs> what was festival style queen kate moss wearing on this occasion um, well she also was wearing, to prove my point, a printed midi dress with sleeves. Was it cos? I don't. I, mean, I, I didn't ask. It could have been. Imagine if you. Imagine if Kate Moss Excuse was me, wearing Kate. Cos. Where's your dress from? Is it cos? cos. <laughs> I've seen that in under the story. <laughs> Actually, it could have been. I mean, it looked a bit like. It, it, I'm sure it wasn't. She could look great in a bin bag, though. She, she could, but as the kind of bellwether for festival dressing. You know, she wasn't in a hot pants. She wasn't in a skinny jean. Certainly not in a waistcoat with she nothing underneath. She was floating in a midi dress and a small dog. I suppose Sienna has always had that look. She's always been, like, floaty and girly and florally, whereas with Kate's been a bit Yeah. Oh, the coin belt. Oh, I loved that coin belt. Really I did cut my hair because of Sienna Miller. True story. Yeah, because I really liked her hair cut short. And then someone told me that she hated it and she's growing it back. And I was like, great. <laughs> <laughs> That is a woman Brilliant. who looks good with any haircut. I know, she's gorgeous. Um, so, Laura, besides, you know, wearing lots of Vampire's Wife and, and Adidas tracksuits to festivals or not this summer. And getting my hair cut like Sienna. And getting your hair cut like Sienna. What else do you have coming up? Um, I am working on a little something with Rixo. We love Rixo. I love Rixo. I love the girls so much. They are so smart, amazing 
beautiful women and they've done so so well through just sheer hard work and determination and I really like their prints and I like their styles and it's you know a brand that I've worn from the very beginning and um, we're friends and we talked about doing something together so we've got a little collab coming out in September which I'm really excited about. That's great what what are you what have you done so far what have you figured out it's going to include? Well we are doing it with a online retailer Sorry, can't tell anyone yet. So we've done kind of a small capsule collection, which is Rixo, Laura Jackson, and this online retailer. And then we're doing some extra things that we really like. So a few um, accessories and bags and and bits and pieces. It's going to be Rixo inspired by me because I I love their staple designs and prints, but I kind of want it a bit more girlier. I like ruffles and shells and scallops and things. So I've just basically just put a frill anywhere that they'll let me. Uh, I've worked very closely with Orla, who um, designs their collections. So there's two of the two girls, Orla and Henrietta. When they started kind of designing together and starting Rixo, they lived in this, you know, in one room, and the other room that they had was their office, and then it kind of spilled out into the living room, and they were sharing a house with other people. So they've just really, really grafted. So I'm really excited about that. I hope that everyone's going to love it. It's autumn, winter, but it's still quite poppy and quite colourful and playful, which is... Very Rixo. Now that I know that I have like a direct line to the designers, can I request, can you yes. please bring back the Penelope dress with the bell sleeve, not unlike the sleeve on the dress that I'm wearing? Oh, show me a picture. Oh, well, it's nice. It's, I missed out on buying you it. Just put this into your collection, that'd be great. <laughs> can you do this? Like but in like girlier colors and yeah. exactly what you're describing, basically. Oh, was that just, was amazing. Oh, uh, yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot. So I, I think it could do with a bit of, you know, like mermaid yeah. and. Well, the high street and, started copying them. I think that's when you know you've made it. Yeah. yeah. It's true, it's true. Well, that's really exciting. I can't wait to see it. Um, And yeah, the Habitat stuff, devastated, sold out so quickly. I really wanted that pink red jug. So did everyone, so did everyone. Surely they've given you, you know. I haven't got one. I would love to tell you, I have not got one. And they're making more. Laura, that was really poor planning. You could have (laughs) gotten there early. We are speaking to the factory in Puglia, but because everything is handmade, at the moment, the day is. I actually want to vomit when I say this. January 2019. Ugh. It's all about making and creating, isn't it, really? You know? <laughs> if you'd like to know more about the new Middle Age Festival fashion, pick up the paper or visit telegraph.co.uk slash fashion. And please email us and tell us how you'd tackle festival dressing, what you think about KMOS's new approach, or anything else you want to say at unzipped at telegraph.co.uk. We've nearly reached the end of the episode, but before we go, we get to share what we're excited about this week. Vic? Um, well, I'm excited because I um, am going to see My Name is Lucy Barton at the theatre on Saturday, which has got Laura Linney in it, which is the play of Elizabeth Strout, Strout's book at the Bridge Theatre. Um, yes, I'm excited about that. Nice. Charlie, what about you? Mine's TV related. That's uh, one of my main interests, as we might have established in past podcasts. Um, I'm obsessed with Patrick Melrose. It is TV adaptation of Edward St. Auburn's semi-autobiographical novels, which are pretty heavy going. There's, you know, child abuse in there and flashbacks. And Benedict Cumberbatch is in the lead role and he is Absolutely amazing. And then for a little bit of colour, because, you know, the second episode in particular is a flashback. I'm not ruining anything for you, but uh, the costumes are amazing. And I know I'm bringing it back to fashion. And that's really um, vacuous of me. Like Harry Styles and the Gucci campaign amazing? I mean, Jennifer Jason Leigh is wearing this 
it's set in the late 1960s and she's wearing this pink shift dress with like a feather um, trim around the sleeves and it's fantastic. And then she gets into a car with Indira Varma and they're both wearing these like block colour shifts and these like silk headscarves in it like a convertible car driving along this road in the south of France and it's, I mean, watch it guys, it's really good. Yeah, I'm it's sold. Brilliant. It I'm is sold. brilliant, you need to watch it. All right, what about you, Laura? Well, mine is just as chic. I'm watching Love Island. Are you? <laughs> which is oh, back no. on ITV2. Absolutely <laughs> loving it. Okay. My husband yesterday was like, turn it off. I actually don't turn it off, it's pretty good, isn't it? And I was like, yes. But to be a bit more chicer, I'm reading a very good book called Let My People Go Surfing by the guy that um, owns, runs, is Patagonia. And it's a business uh, book. Amazing. And it's one of the best things I've ever read about sustainability, um, how to run a business, how to treat people, how to manage people. And I don't have a business like he does. And I, I can't put it down. It's brilliant. I went to a sustainability summit, actually, with Patagonia, like a couple of years ago, oh. with their like head of sustainability and all their heads of design. And they talked us through like all the new tech and, you know, turning um, tires into wetsuits mm. and turning bamboo into like running leggings. And it's amazing. And their whole company ethos is amazing. Mm. Everybody should, honestly, everybody should read that book who who works with other people. They don't have top tier management. Everyone has a kind of a very clear vision of their mission statement. And it's a very, very, it's an incredible company. But who's your favorite on Love Island? <laughs> <laughs> this is very divisive no. in our office. I think it's Kendall at the moment. The girl I haven't from Blackpool. watched it. I haven't okay. watched it, but Gemma. I did. Is she in it? My it? day did start. Oh with my God, Danny, Danny, Danny Diet. Yes, so good. She's oh, Danny with an I, the girl, the daughter. Danny Diet right. named his daughter Danny with an I. Sure. That's fantastic. Isn't it? <laughs> and she's it. on it. She's on it. Okay. Well, I might have to get into this because last year I came in every day and every day the rest of the team would have like a 15 minute recap and like, oh my God, put. And I just didn't have anything to offer because I wasn't watching it. So but you know what? Vic has I imposed like a 90 point. second limit. And I love you for that because it, it, it's like, no, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's well, a lot on Love right? Island. It was, it, was hyster- <laughs> it was hysterical. <laughs> this morning you were like, all right, you guys have one more minute. Oh, okay, it's done. <laughs> yeah. Do some work. Day one. It's not going well. Oh. I feel like you're going to get into it and you're going to come in and go, did you hear what Adam said last night? And what about Danny with an eye? No. Honestly, we caved last year. There was some, there was a feature in Satmat. It's, it's not for about, me. you know, Love Island me. style in our Telegraph Saturday Love Island magazine. style. What, it bikinis? <laughs> yes, all the bikinis Flesh. with the bad tan lines that you could possibly ever dream of. No, I've heard oh. that they're not allowed to smoke um, on screen in this year's oh, but they can have recordings, sex. which I think is great. I mean, yeah, both things I think are great. Sex, not fags. But I think it's great that they're not allowed to smoke. Also, it amazes me, all these women that just have a new outfit for every day. Mm. New bikini for every day. Television. Yeah. Well, my thing I'm excited about. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <Sorry, Alan. laughs> do you want? Do you want to ask me? Always bring it around to you. All right, Emily, all go right, on. What are you excited about? Oh, Carrie over in the corner. <laughs> I couldn't help but wonder when they were going to ask me what I was excited about this week. <laughs> Got it in. Um, I last night went to the new line of stores on Greek Street. <gasps> I'm so oh, jealous. Good, isn't it? I went not once, but twice in one night because I went for an early dinner by myself, sat at the bar, met some very nice people, had some incredibly beautiful pasta, then went to Soho Theater around the corner. And after a play about which all I'll say is that it was 75 minutes long and that was the best thing, um, my friend who I was with was hungry and I was like, do you, do you want to get some pasta? So we went back. It was amazing. amazing. Is this one of those times when it helps to be pregnant? 
I didn't eat the second you, time. Uh, I just had a glass of wine. Oh, so, okay, you know. I would have eaten both. You know, I did have a taste of hers, and I, I've got to say, like, like there's no wrong order there. You've been there too. You like mm-hmm. it? I, yeah. I, I, it's, I think the pasta in London right now is excellent. Mm. Luca, Padella, mm. See, Trullo. I've Trullo. been to Lena Store's Deli, but I've never, I haven't been to this new restaurant. It's, it's only just it, it used to be my kind of guilty pleasure, not guilty, but like guilty as in I don't have enough money to be spending fourteen pounds on you know pasta and olives. When I worked in Soho, I used to kind of treat myself, go to the deli, take loads of food home to my shared house. Yeah, no, it was, it, and now you can do that, but sitting at a bar in a TG restaurant. <laughs> no one touched the pasta in the fridge. Did you put your name on it? Who, who's called Lena that lives here? That is everything we've got for today. Thanks so much for listening, and please check back next week for another episode of Fashion Unzipped. <laughs>